Hello, and welcome back to another episode on the Kingdom Connections podcast. I am so honored that you're joining me today, and I am excited to introduce you to, and you may not be introduced for the first time, um, because I have shared Melisa with you before, but if this is your first time, you are in for a treat. I am joined by the amazing Melisa. Um, Melisa is a wife, a mom, daughter of the king, an author, a writing and publishing coach. Um, and I've asked her to come on today to, to talk more about her journey and her message and the message behind the book Untangled, her, um, her book that's called Untangled. And it's all about getting unstuck and untangled from the lies that keep us really from living and walking in complete freedom. Um, and so for those of you who have joined us before, you know that we really love diving into the journeys. Um, we talk about the journeys, the ups and the downs, the highs and the lows, because God has really put an emphasis on just us being open to share the journey, because we're all on a journey, no matter where you are. So welcome, welcome, Melisa. Hi, Sabrina. Thank you so much for having me. I absolutely love this podcast, your Kingdom Connections podcast. I love your heart so much for helping give or amplify the voices of the people that you connect with, um, just your heart for sharing these beautiful messages. I love listening and hearing everything that God is doing in the lives of people, but I just love your heart for sharing and connecting people. You're amazing. So I, it's an absolute honor to be here. Oh, well, thank you so much. I feel like you're just going on and on and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that you're here. Um, you know, I feel like when, when we all like when each person wins or when each person is living and walking in freedom, like we're all winning. Yes. And so I think that's why it's so important that everyone recognizes like your journey and your story and your message are so important because somebody somewhere needs what you have. And Absolutely. it's so important that we all understand what does it look like to live and walk in freedom that God has given us. He's already given us the freedom, but it's like you say in your book, you know, talking about recognizing the things that are keeping us stuck. And I wanted to start with, um, I had this thought just before we came on, as I was thinking about your story, is recognizing where we are, because your story goes all the way back in your book to talking about the things that happened to you as a child and how yeah. they really were the, the very things that your life was built upon. I mean, it, it, when, when I read your story, it's like piece after piece, those were the building blocks that led you into adulthood, living the life that you were living. And so could you just share a little bit about that backstory so that people can kind of understand um, your message and the just how you were living. So take us back to some of those moments of your childhood. Yeah. So I 
I became a Christian when I was only six years old. My dad is a pastor. He pastors, he still pastors a church in South Africa. Um, he's just a beautiful human being. I absolutely love him. Um, and I called him into his office very officially one evening at the age of six. And I said to him, can I have a meeting with you? I want to give my heart to Jesus. That's where all the important conversations took place. So I wanted to make it official that <laughs> I was going to be a Christian. And uh, he prayed the prayer of salvation with me. Uh, but only a year after that, I was seven years old. I suffered an abuse, uh, sexual abuse from a friend uh, family friends we my dad was a traveling minister we went to all different churches all across South Africa and we were just staying over at this one house where this happened and um, it really was the place where the enemy came in and stole my identity mm. it ushered in a lot of shame a lot of guilt and I grew up with this sense that I was never good enough and I was never worthy of God's love. So I spent my entire life really trying to be good enough, trying to please him. And it kind of developed into all sorts of people pleasing and all sorts of behavioral issues that came with feeling just so unworthy. Um, but I... I, I no, the, the chapter you are referring to in the book where I share layer upon layer of these lies, uh, I think that was that was the big one. That was that big event that I can recall mm -hmm. where things really started to go um, off track, <laughs> where I really started to get the wrong perception of who God was and who I was and how he felt about me. But there was a lot of other things that happened as I was growing up, uh, I remember sitting down to write this chapter. I had written an entire manuscript and um, really felt the Holy Spirit say to me that he wanted me to do something different with this book. And it was quite overwhelming because <laughs> I didn't want to start all over again. But I remember walking into the house. I just dropped the kids off at school that morning walked into the house and I could feel the presence of the Holy Spirit so heavily and I sat down behind my laptop and I started typing this particular chapter and he highlighted to me certain things that had happened to me where I exchanged the truth for a lie where I started to take the lie that the the enemy was trying to tangle me up in so um it was an interesting process of actually writing that because I realized that there were some big moments mm -hmm. like getting hurt um, uh, through, you know, the abuse, but there was little things as well, like somebody just saying something. Uh, I remember, I think I was about 10 or 11 years old and I went to a Christian camp and one of the boys walked over to me and he said to me, I don't know how God can use somebody that is so quiet like you are so quiet how can God use somebody like that and that had stuck with me for such a long time so you know when God called me to write a book I had to confront this lie like how can you use me God how can you use my voice I'm 
I'm too quiet. I'm, you know, not the right kind of person to be a voice for you. Um, so there were big things that happened, but there was little things, little things as well that, uh, you know, I, I think as we go through life, we we get bumps and we get bruises. And when we don't know how to process that, I mean, at the age of seven, who knows how to process trauma and and these events or something that somebody tells you, you don't always know how to process that. Um, but it ushered in a lot of lies that actually kept me from walking in my true identity and purpose. I didn't know who I was. Um, I didn't know how God felt about me. Um, I spent so many years every Sunday morning running to the front of the church whenever the um, uh, the prayer requests or, you know, altar calls, uh -huh. I would be right in front of the church on my little knees, begging God to forgive me because I was just, I just felt so bad about myself. I didn't understand how much grace he had for me, how much compassion he has for us mm. as we go through stuff uh, in life that he doesn't condemn us. Uh, I just had no idea who he was and how wonderful he is as a father, as our heavenly father. So, yeah, it, it was a journey, big journey. <laughs> yeah, I feel like what you're sharing is throughout all of those different events in your life, you were just picking up these things, these negative things from yes. each event. And they just built upon each other, built upon each other. And then you're an adult. And struggling, really, what seemed like what I was reading in your book is struggling in so many ways. It is feeling like there's got to be so much more, and I cannot, like, I could feel your frustration. And I was reading those parts where it was as if there's got to be more, and I cannot, yeah. I cannot live like this anymore. So, do you feel yes. like in that moment where it's almost as if that was the breaking point for you? Did you recognize in that moment, just going back to recognizing where you are. So in that moment, did you recognize that you were at that point because of all of these life events? Or was that yeah. just something that the Lord showed you sort of in pieces? How did yes. that play out? Yeah. So what happened was, in all of this hurt and disappointment and all of these things that I was trying to process as not just as a little girl, but then as I grew up as a teenager, I had quite a number of different behavioral issues. I really struggled with depression. Uh, I had a lot of eating issues. Um, I, uh, But I learned how to cope. I learned how to manage all of these issues, but deep down I knew there was freedom. It wasn't just about managing our issues, it's about getting free from it. I also knew that the only person that could help me was God. I knew that in my bones. <laughs> like I knew that there wasn't any answer. So I became seeker. I just wanted to find him so badly. But I felt like there was always this barrier between me and him. I just couldn't reach his heart. And um, I felt uh, I just uh, like I tried so hard to be a good girl, 
to do all the good things, to read my Bible. I went to Bible school for a year. Um, and by that time, I understood I understood so much about the Bible because I was constantly in it. Um, and I dropped out of Bible school after the first year, not because I was struggling with the content, but I felt like I know the content. I don't need more information. I need transformation. And I wasn't Ooh. receiving the transformation. So I was very frustrated, but I managed and coped. And, and then I traveled. I met my husband, had a wonderful life here in the UK. We've got, we had uh, two beautiful children. My kids were very, very little. When my daughter was born, that's when things started to unravel. And I got to the end of my rope and I woke up one morning and I said to my husband, this is it. I give up. I give up on God because I have tried everything I know to get him to help me. And he isn't helping me. And I am done. <laughs> and my poor husband looked at me. He was very wise. He didn't say a word. He just kind of hugged me and loved me through that meltdown um but it was a few days after that that I uh, tucked my daughter into her bed for a nap my husband suggested that I take my son uh, Aiden who was three at the time to go and see a Disney movie called Tangled and it was in the movie theater as I walked into that movie theater where I started to feel the presence of God so heavily. Um, I started crying even before the movie started. I just knew he was there. And as the scene started to open, um, and the story of Rapunzel started to unfold, God started to show me what was happening behind the scenes of my life. And all this knowledge I learned in the Bible about having an enemy that comes to kill, steal, and destroy, having to renew your mind to the truth of what God says about you, um, understanding the heart of the Father and how he feels about us, understanding identity, who I am as a daughter of the King, um, all of these pieces of information started to come together like a big puzzle. I, I could see the picture. It was like God was showing me all of these things that was happening in my life. And for the first time, I clearly understood. I feel like I had an Ephesians 1.18 moment where the eyes of my understanding was just mm. flooded with light. I could really see for the first time what was happening in the realm of the spirit um so that was the catalyst that was the moment when I knew okay I had a lot of misunderstanding about the nature of God his heart towards me and my identity and that got me in a process of becoming untangled so it wasn't like it was like everything was different, but I still had to go through that process of becoming untangled from all the lies I believed about myself and the lies that I believed about God. It was like a moment of recognizing, wait yes. a minute, yes. I understand, but now it begins the process of actually 
what I feel like is a removing of each layer or each bag or whatever, you know, I, I guess I just see these, the, the baggage, you know, picking up the baggage along the way. And then before you know it, like all you are is baggage, you know? And yes. then when we come to the Lord and we really just open ourselves up to and expose everything, he just begins to, rem you know, and, and I just get this picture of all the weights being lifted and this freedom to be able yes. to walk, even feeling lighter because yes. you're no longer carrying the weight of everything. And I think it's something I feel like that is, is so cool and so interesting is how God spoke to you through a children's movie. And I think every time I hear that, every time I think of that, I'm just in awe of how God chooses to speak to each person in a way that we can understand. We can be searching, seeking, striving, doing all the things. And then in a moment, through a, a movie, a kid's movie, where there was no expectations from you going into that, that I am about to spend some time with the father. And yet he met you in that moment in such an incredible way, where like you said, your eyes were open and you began to understand things that you had not understood to that point. Yeah. And so thinking about your own journey and the Lord telling you to write this book and just thinking even about the layout of the different chapters and from the beginning, it's all about being unstuck, but then it's you walking people through your own journey, but then allowing people and inviting them to a journey for themselves yeah, of just removing and getting untangled from the lies. Can you talk a little bit about, I guess one, what do you feel like the Lord said to you regarding writing this for people? Like what is, because it, it's the father's heart interwoven yeah. into everything that is in here. It's yes. like the father's pursuit of us and the freedom that he wants us to have. Yeah. But what, what did he say to you about writing this book for other people? Wow. Uh, I can talk for days about that process <laughs> because it was an untangling of itself, right? Writing the book actually untangled me from so much more stuff that I didn't realize. And I just want to say, to anybody who's in a process of emotional healing that you know healing comes in layers and levels like don't ever feel bad if you discover that there's still a bit more untangling that needs to be done that is just part of the process but um when I wrote the first draft of the manuscript I wrote everything I possibly knew and that I learned over my entire life I put it all in the manuscript then I got a bit of coaching and mentoring and I realized that that's not really going to fit. It's not fit for purpose. It's not really, um, uh, it's not going to really do the story justice or, you know, this is just information. And as we said, we don't want to give people information. People need transformation. Yes. So as I sought the Lord about the book, um, I had written and rewritten 
that manuscript several times through the coaching period. And I thought I was about to finish and I was so excited about finishing my book. And then I get into bed one evening and the Holy Spirit said to me, I want you to write the book from the father's perspective. Mm. And so he took me back over the chapters and you'll notice that they are all talking to the reader about who they are. And I just felt that the father wanted me to say to the reader, this is who you are. So every chapter is titled, you are free. You are chosen. You are loved. Um, And the chapter ends as well with a word that I received directly from the heart of the father for the reader. Um, Because one of the things I learned in my journey is that there's only one thing that really can untangle us from the lies of the enemy. And that's hearing the voice of our father. That's hearing the truth that he speaks over us. You know, when he speaks, things are created, right? He spoke the entire universe into existence. So when we engage with the words that he speaks over our lives, it breaks things off. It sets us free. It untangles us. It creates things where, you know, we may feel like pieces of us are missing. (laughs) Well, God can speak things into you that no other person or no other thing can can bring you that healing and that hope and that uh, that peace that joy whatever it is that you need so uh, it was very important for me to to let the reader know that they need to engage with that process as well so i always end with the question what is the father saying to you because yeah. that is the key. That's the key to getting untangled is what is the father saying to you? Yeah. But I do appreciate that you've included your own story and your own journey in there and that to recognize and for someone to even be assured that um, maybe assured isn't the right word, but to let others know it's a process and it's a journey. It's not a light switch that gets turned on. And all of a sudden we go from where we were to where we are yeah. in an instant. Yeah. It's a process and it's a journey. Yeah. And inviting others to sit with the father is so powerful. What yeah. does he have to say? And even like you said, in each place, just reminding people, this is what God says about you. This is what he says to you. This is who you are. It's just, it's powerful. Because like you said, hearing from our father and knowing what does he say about us. Like, that yeah. is where the transformation takes place. Yeah. Because no one, two, three step can give you that. No, no self-help book is going to give you what you're looking for. And, and I feel like maybe somebody might be listening and you don't know what it is that's missing, but there is this desire for something more. There's got to be something more. I just want to encourage you that God will meet you in that moment. In fact, he wants to. 
Yeah. He knows the desires of our heart. And not only that, but he also knows the things that are preventing us from living and walking in complete freedom, even from receiving God's love. Yes. You talk about the love of the Father. Mm-hmm. Can you just share, do you feel like there was a point that you recognized that you didn't even, you had not really received the love of the father because you talk about being saved at a very young age, but I feel like something that is missing perhaps in a lot of believers and in their walk is you hear God loves me and yes, yes, I know that. But a knowing and an experience are two different things. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely, Sabrina. You are so right. Like knowing about the love of God is one thing. Experiencing the love of God will change everything in your life. Everything. Um, I sang, yes, Jesus loves me every Sunday. And I did not experience his love. I thought I believed that he loved me. But deep down, I didn't really believe that I was worthy of his love. Um, For me, it was a bit of a supernatural experience sitting in that movie theater. I think the thing, the scene that broke my walls down was when I saw the king light that lantern when they celebrated uh, Rapunzel's birthday every year, the king and queen would light a lantern, the first lantern, and then the whole kingdom would set off these lanterns in the sky. Um, But just before he sent that first lantern up, there was this tear running across his cheek. And kudos to the animators who did that movie because it was so real I felt like I saw the face of the father when I saw that little tear run down his cheek and I could see how heartbroken he was over what I was going through Mm. um it wrecked me yeah it absolutely wrecked me because I realized that it's not about how much faith I have you know, I remember afterwards the Holy Spirit showed me in Galatians, I think it's Galatians 5 verse 6 in the Amplified Classic, it says that our faith is activated and energized by love. Uh. And I used to think, well, it's about how much I love God or how much I love people, but it's actually we need to experience the love of God when we know how much we are loved then we believe that's what activates our faith you know when we understand his heart for us the compassion he has for us the fact that he's never going to let us down because he loves us so much Mm. you know when you cannot trust somebody if you don't know they have your best interest at heart no no matter how hard you try to trust them if you don't know them, if you don't know their character and their nature, you're not going to trust them. So, you know, I think growing up, I always tried having more faith. I just thought maybe I'm not getting healing or breakthrough because I don't have enough faith. So let's get more faith. And, you know, faith is great. Reading the Bible is great. 
praying is great. Doing all the faith things are great. But when we don't have the heart element, that knowing that how much God loves us, our faith isn't activated. It, it's not energized. So I always say to people that if you're struggling with something and you're not getting breakthrough, mm. go and look for the love of God. Don't try and muster up the faith for it. Go and sit in his presence and just let him love you. Just mm. let him give you a vision of his heart for you. Let him give you a picture of what he has for you, what he's, how he sees you. Go and meditate on how much he loves you. Find every scripture you can about the love of the Father and just sit in that, soak in that until you start to line up and experience that love. Um, because it's not about how much you do. It's about how much he loves you. Yeah. Wow. I feel like you just answered the question that I had in my head. And that was, if you're at this place and you're feeling like you just can't get breakthrough, you know, maybe there is some dysfunction that you recognize in your own life and you're trying to process it. And you don't understand it's almost like there's this wall and you cannot, you know, you've, you've faced it up, you know, you've prayed it up, you've done all of the things. And I feel like what yeah. you just said, just sit yeah. at the feet of the father and allow him to love you. Even just thinking about that very thing. Have you ever allowed the Lord to just love on you? Because we do make it a lot of times about how much we love God or how much we can do for him or how much faith that we have. But if you ever really just allowed the Lord to love on you, yeah, it's transformational. It's it really, absolutely. really is. And I feel like we could really just dive into each and every step, you know, and maybe I'm going to have to have you back on to really talk more about just that process that you went on and the journey that the Lord took you on. And like you said, it's throughout writing the book, right? Like you were getting untangled yourself because you were having to confront things because God wanted to pull those things up and out and put them yeah. on display. So somebody else can get freedom because yeah. you experience freedom. And I think that's so powerful. And so I feel like just that, that process and that journey are such an important part to your walk with the Lord and the things that he, you know, that he's shown you and that you've experienced that have brought you to where you are now. And now you get to help other people write their stories and publish their stories. And, you know, from the shy girl who words were spoken over you that can God really use you or to not only are you walking as you know in that freedom but you're helping others to get their story and their message out I mean yeah. I just feel like what God has done is that incredible supernatural work that is from the inside out. Yeah, absolutely. If you told me that I would write a book, <laughs> I would have laughed at you. 
Um, I just, I, I, what happened to me in that movie theater was just so life changing that I couldn't help myself. I was like that woman at the well who just had to go and tell everybody of just how good the father is. Um, and then I realized in the writing process how much I needed to be untangled from um, just a low self-esteem and not giving myself permission to speak or, you know, all of these other lies came up for me. So I, then I realized that there are so many people that are stuck in that place of thinking that what they have doesn't carry weight or it doesn't carry value. So I have such a passion to help people see what's in them and unearth those beautiful treasures that that's in their hearts. That's my passion. I love to do that. And I love it when people actually see or they they surprised because they didn't even realize that that was in them, you know, all of this treasure wow. was in them. Like I I I just get such a kick. <laughs> When I see people discovering all of this treasure that's in them, that God's put in them. And, um, but yes, I am absolutely amazed at the goodness of God and how he redeems our stories, how mm. he takes all that, all those lies, all those hardships, all those obstacles, those things that we go through. And he, he, redeems it all he does work all things together for our good uh, even the bad things that happens to us uh, he will take every single thing and make something beautiful out of it all our ashes he just takes it and makes something beautiful out of it so um yeah I am in awe of his goodness mm. well I just want to say that it takes a lot to be so open and vulnerable and just share the messiness mm. of what is your life, you know? And I feel like laying it all out there, it takes a lot. And so I just say, thank you <laughs> <laughs> because I know that somebody somewhere. Yeah is able to look at your story and see what God did. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, if he can do it for her, he can do it for me. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of what you share, I mean, you're, you're talking about things that took place in your childhood. I mean, just the one incident alone when you were so young, you know, that's, that's very personal and very private. And I think that a lot of times we don't want to share that because we're afraid of being that open. You know, what are others going to say? But yeah. man, when you allow God to have all of that, yeah. he does just what you said. He makes something so beautiful out of it. Yeah. Wow. And uh, Sabrina, I think one of the things that I'm realizing as I'm walking with the Lord as well is that the more the bigger my revelation is growing of how God sees me I'm less and less concerned about how other people see me <laughs> because I look at my father and I just see him look at me and with so much love 
and so much pride and so much joy and so the sharing the ugly parts it doesn't bother me as much as it used to yeah you know it bothers me less and less I'm less afraid of speaking up I'm less afraid of using my voice because I know how my father feels about me I know the authority that he's given me that he's bestowed on my life he's given me his authority He's given me these words to speak. You know, I didn't come up with all this stuff by myself. He's giving me the words to speak and the words to write. So I see his joy when he looks at me. And that is enough. If, If other people don't understand it, if they don't get it, that's fine. But there will be that one person who needs to be set free. And that's worth all of the um, risk of being misunderstood because people yeah. will misunderstand. They will misunderstand your story. They will not always get it, but it doesn't matter because it's worth that one person getting their freedom and knowing yeah. how the father sees them. Yeah, that's good. You know, I was thinking about who, you know, who to recommend this book for, you know, who is this for? And, and I, I think as I went over it in my head and just thinking about, okay, who needs to get a copy of this book? But then I thought about, I think everybody needs to read this because it's the father's heart for his children. And if we're being honest, all of us at one point or another have these different things about ourselves that God never intended for us to hang on to or speak over or accept as truth about ourselves and just being open and willing to walk through that with the Lord, just to, to read your story and then to sit with the Lord and say, what do you have to say about me? You know, I, I feel like we're always at some point in the journey. Right. And so I just want to say to you listening, you need to get a copy of untangled. You need to hear the father's heart for you, what he's saying about you. Because yes, even though Melisa's story is all throughout the book, it's really, I know her heart is to, that you would hear the father's heart for you. (laughs) And so I would just say everybody needs a copy of the book because it really is what God says about us. And I think that's just so beautiful. Um, and I so appreciate you coming here and just sharing and just for your heart, um, for people too, because I, I feel like that's one of the things that really connected us even from the beginning is our heart for other people's stories, for people, you know, for messages to get out there. You do it through books. I'm doing it through podcasts, but (laughs) we share that, that same, you know, heart because it's the father's heart right? It's the father's heart for his people. Um, So do you have any final words of encouragement, anything that you want to say as we close? Um, I just want to pray for everybody who's listening. One of the things that the Lord did for me in that movie is he opened the eyes of my heart. And there's Mm. this beautiful prayer in uh, Ephesians 1, 
verse 17 uh, onwards, where Paul prays for the church of Ephesus. But I, I'm, I pray this prayer for myself. I pray it for my children. That uh, and, and I want to pray it for the audience today as well, for those who are listening, that God will just open the eyes of your understanding, that he'll give yes. you the spirit of wisdom and understanding in the intimate knowledge of him that he will flood your heart with the light of his love, that you will understand the hope of your calling and the glorious inheritance that you are as a saint in light. I pray that in Jesus' name for you. Amen. 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 Yeah. Well, thank you, Melisa, so much for being here. Um, yeah, I just so appreciate you. Thank you. Me too. I appreciate you. You're amazing. And uh, I love what you are doing in the kingdom, sharing the light of uh, everybody's words and, and the beauty that they have inside of them, getting that out into the world. That's awesome. I thank you for having me. And if you're listening and you know that God has given you a message, specifically, he's calling you to write a book, you need to connect with Melisa, because I feel like not only is she gifted in the the practical part of things, but I feel like you are that treasure hunter, Melisa, that you are helping people to pull out the treasures in people. And so I say that to you, potential writers, um, but I just to encourage everyone listening that you have something inside of you to share yeah. and just encourage you to show up. And if you want to connect with Melisa, all of the links and everything are going to be in the show notes. So thank you for joining us today.